Listening to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. See, money for me is like points in a basketball game. Who's scoring the most points? If I don't score the most points, I'm just pissed off. And it's not just me scoring the most points, it's my team as well. Points are like money, and I just have to have the most. It has to work or it has to work. One to 10 million, what are some mistakes that you should be looking out for? And, and I guess same thing, 10 to 100 million. Sure. So the big thing with one to 10 is actually the first biggest mistake is going to be TAM. TAM stands for total addressable market. Mm. The reason people struggle to go from one to 10 million or even zero to 1 million or 5 million is because they're in two small niches. Everyone yeah. says the riches are in the niches. No, the riches are not in the niches. The riches are in the big, broad markets. Yeah. It's really hard to dominate 50% of a niche. It's easier to gobble up 0.1% of a hundred plus billion dollar market. Mm. So go after really big markets. Yeah. So that's the first big mistake. Cause if there's a big market, that means there's a lot of buyers. It's easier to sell and generate revenue. The second mistake is, trying to figure it out all on your own. That's a fact. Big facts. Yeah, you don't need to be great at everything as an entrepreneur. Focus on what you're good at. Hire other people who are better at you than the for the rest. Yeah. And you'll scale quicker. Yeah. The third thing that people really mess up on from 1 to 10 is they do too many things. Mm -hmm. So it's not just focus, but it's focus on, right? When I say focus, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm still focusing on that one business. But then they'll start adding too many product lines within that one business and it starts distracting them. Yeah. If your current core business is growing really fast year over year, let's call it 40, 50%, year over year, even 30%, there's no, there's no reason for you to have to switch and divert your focus. You don't yeah. need to add more product lines if you're growing doubly, you know, 100% a year or even 50%. Yeah. So that's another big mistake that we see people make. Now, from 10 to 100, yeah. The big thing, and this is the main one that we see, the people that usually take you from one to 10 are usually the different people that you need to take you from 10 to 100. Yeah. That's a bigger mistake because a lot of people that mm. can go from one to 10, they're more entrepreneur, they're startup -y people. To go to 10 to 100, a lot of it is systems, processes, operations. And leadership, and right? Yes, and they're very different people than typically the people you're going to find that take businesses from one to 10. So one to 10, right? You're at that place, then you're going to 10 to 100. Are you restaffing or you just adding on those you're not letting go to one to tens right or you just sometimes restaff you do okay. so, so you you hire up and then you weed out the ones that aren't working got it 
do it's you sad, have, but it's true. Do you have a rule to hire in terms of letting people go? Like when they get to a stagnant level, I mean, you got nine hundred, seven, eight hundred people. That's kind of different. I don't. Yeah, is there like a rule where it's like, man, you? I got people on my team that is just underperforming, and I'm like, I would write them up and then let them go if they don't improve. Yeah. I I, I don't wait around for that. Yeah. Look. The business will do what's best for people if people put the business purse. So say that again so I'll catch that. The business? The business yeah. will do... If the employees put the business first, yeah. the business will put the employees first. Mm. So if you put all that you have in for the business, when times are hard, the business will do what's best for you. Yeah. Right? I look at it as a family. One person can't carry another person. We all have to work together and carry each other. Yeah. And... You know, it's not fair to other people if someone's slacking. And at the same time, if people put in their blood, sweat, and tears, if something goes bad but the company could afford it, it's not cool to let that person just go because they're having a bad month or a bad year yeah. and they went through some personal stuff. What makes you keep going? Like, it's not money. It's not what, what's that driving factor of this? Listen to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique, very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300. I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. The game. The game. Yeah, tell me I, about I the gotta game. I got to win. Yeah. It's like points. See, money for me is like points in a basketball game, yeah. right? So who's scoring the most points? Yeah. If I don't score the most points, I'm just pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just me scoring the most points. It's my team as well because it's a team effort. Yeah. And for me, points are like money, and I just have to have the most. Not for spending or anything like that. Like my wife has a Bentley and the cars are worth more now than they were when we bought them because there's a shortage. I was telling my wife, I'm like, our lease on the Bentley is up. Should we get rid of it? Because we would come up and then we wouldn't owe any money because we're a little bit over our mileage. I'm like, gonna get a Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Save some money, you know? Yeah. And my wife's all for it. She's like, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, you go handle it. And then once I realized I had to go figure out how to sell the car and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is a headache. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's like, I don't really care for the money. My wife spends all her time donating the money. Yeah. And I don't want to give our kids money. I think they should go earn it like everyone else. Mm -hmm. There's so many poor people. How old are your kids? You got two kids, yeah, I believe. three yeah. and one. Yeah. You have kids? Yep, uh, four. <laughs> four kids? Yeah, I got an army. Okay, yeah. what, what are the ages? Uh, 17. Uh, I got, when we got married, my wife already had a daughter. Um, we got, we just had three under three. So we got a three-year-old, 18-month-old, and eight month old. I'm looking forward to the age or the time when they're all 17 because I yeah. think it's going to be easier. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but for me, you know, it's like 
I don't want to give my kids money. There's mm-hmm. people all over this world that are struggling, like even in the United States. Yep. And uh, my wife believes, and I do too, you know, if I make the money, it's mine, and I have whatever right to do with it, and I pay my taxes. And they say that's one of the biggest, quote-unquote, contributions because a lot of people don't know where the tax dollars go, although it goes to schooling yeah. and ta- uh, roads, but a lot of it's inefficient. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with paying taxes. We pay them. But I believe that's not enough. Yeah. Like, I-, I was sitting down with one of my buddies. He graduated from Harvard. He grew up in uh, Michigan, I think it was, on a farm. And luckily for him, he was athletic, got some scholarships, did well. And we were having a debate, and I was just like, you know, I believe if you take, because, you know, I originally grew up in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, or Orange County, which is close to L.A., but we have a home in Beverly Hills. And I I was telling him, like, I believe if you go to the inner city, like places like Compton or East L.A., and you take some of these kids and you give them all the tools, I bet you they're going to do better than the kids in Beverly Hills who half of them are, more than half of them are probably lazy, and they're like, oh, my parents are rich, and I don't have to do crap. Yeah. And I believe that why don't those other kids have the opportunity? Right. And if you have money and you can give it, why not? And for people like my wife and I, we love helping out with things like education because a lot of people talk about disparities, whether it's with women versus men or different races. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it comes down to education. It's not genetics. It's not talent. It's not how smart they are. If you gave them the opportunities and gave them the same thing as some of these rich kids, they would be so much better off. Right. And I that's think that fact. would make the world a better place. Yeah. So that's what my wife and I want to spend our money on. And we can't do impact like, let's say, uh, Elon Musk is going to do where he's going to take people to Mars and make sure we're not relying on one colony or what Bill Gates is doing. I know a lot of people hate him, but he does donate a lot of money. Yeah. We can't do what a lot of those guys do because we don't have the money, but yeah. we just try to do our part. 